All right, here we are with Satin Bikeaholic, and the reason for that is we've got Simon Noble with us. Simon is about to take on a challenge of Everest of the Skyline Access Road. So, well, Simon, welcome to Jimmy's Talking Turkey. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for getting me on as well. Like, it's pretty. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big challenge mm. in the next few days. So. Yeah, so I want to just um, wanted to get a bit more news out about this, I guess, for people. For there might be a handful of people that have not heard of it. Yeah, I think you're you're not just doing it for yourself. You've got a pretty good cause behind it as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I figured that if I'm going to do an Everest, it's it's a pretty decent feat for pretty much everyone. Yeah. So what's and the? Um, we'll touch on it a bit as well. But what's the charity? Uh, it's the Making Tracks Foundation, which is a foundation to make uh, tourism and uh, adventure activities inclusive to everyone so with people that aren't able to walk or use use their bodies in a full form so yep. it's uh pretty cool what jez is doing and getting them stuck into some pretty awesome activities in queenstown and elsewhere or? yeah definitely like paragliding the the uh, gravity quads that i'm raising money for um they do some rafting stuff as well like and skydiving like everything like it's sick Sweet. Well, we'll get into the challenge a bit later on, but first I'll start just with you. <clears throat> so you're originally from Australia and you moved to Queenstown three years ago now? Uh, two and a bit. So two and a bit. Yeah. So, not, so not long before the whole lockdown. Yeah, so it was September 19 when I first shifted here, so it, yep. was, it was booming then. What made you make the move? Was it the mountain biking that drew, drew you to town? Yeah, definitely. Like the, the sole purpose of coming here. Yeah. So how long had you been riding for before uh, Queenstown? Um, 11 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I started when I was 19 or 20. Yeah. And what part of Australia are you from? What's the riding scene like? It's pretty flat. It's a pretty decent scene for, for what it is. Yeah. And where is it, sorry, Nazi, you're from? Uh, so I'm from Mafra, which is three hours east of Melbourne. It's yeah. like a dairy farming sort of area. It's pretty flat. <laughs> And you got to drive a long way to get places, like 45 minutes minimum at 100k sort of thing. So, so classic Australia. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's a pretty big journey for going to see your neighbours. Yeah, not not quite that bad, but yeah, <laughs> um, it's like a 20k ride will be 150, 200 metres of vert. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's pretty flat. And had you done before you got to Queensland? Had you been elsewhere around the world riding? Was Queenstown your first time out as Aussie doing mountain biking? No, so I came to Queenstown four times to ride bikes previously. Ah, like okay. Just on holidays and stuff like that. And um, I did do a few days in uh, Vancouver area when yeah. I had a visa for there and activated it and come back home. Sweet. So, so you went to Canada. Did you go to Canada for the riding too? Or was that just I was a... going to. But I just went there for like eight days to activate my visa because I didn't have my shit sorted. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I missed out on doing that because of COVID in the end. So, oh shit. Yeah. So, mm. I, yeah, in 19, I activated it at the start of the year in March. And then it sort of came into the end of the year. And I was like, well, I want to do something. I'll, uh, I'll go to Queenstown for the summer. Then I'll go to Canada and come back again. And I was just like, oh, sweet, I've got my summers sorted for the next few years. But we've uh, obviously all been locked out of everywhere for a while. But it's not been the, the worst place to, to be locked down. Queenstown's obviously grown like a whole heap. And even in the last couple of years, there's been a lot more trails made. And 
it's been pretty rad. You, so you were working at Bicolic as well before the um, before the COVID lockdowns hit, and now after. What's the yeah. in, working in the bike shop and working in that industry? How's mm-hmm. that been? How's it affected business? Ah, uh, you've got the rental side, and yeah. then you've also got the retail side, which yeah. you know, nobody can seem to buy bikes or components at the moment. So. Yeah, so like the rental side has basically been pretty much dead. Like we haven't gone very heavy in that. We've been more of a a retail and servicing with a bit of rental. Mm. Um, yeah, since lockdown, basically anyone that has a bit of um, spare cash laying around wants to spend it on something. Mm. So bikes is obviously booming, as everyone knows. I think it's actually, I'm pretty sure I came out of that first lockdown of a bit more cash because you couldn't spend it on anything and then yeah and then you're like sweet i've just yeah, saved definitely. like and luckily we had the subsidy as well if yeah. you're fortunate enough to be like to be able to receive that then yeah you were sat in your house getting paid but having no expenses because you weren't going to work or you weren't going to the pub yeah like you could only night. buy groceries and you're just like oh cool so then yeah but buying bikes was like top of the list when we were back yeah we run around yeah we had a lot of people inquiring and just buying stuff straight away how have you found the keeping on top of stock because yeah. everyone knows getting anything at the moment you have to wait yeah like, like a month if you're after order it. yeah some stuff we've actually got pretty good stock of and then other stuff we've run out and it's months or years before we can actually get stuff what's the worst if you were like who's the person that comes in and asks for the item and you're just like Mm, sorry what's that item uh xd driver cassettes at the moment and shram 12 speed chains oh yeah there's so everyone should ride shimano yeah it's cheaper (laughs) just because you can suck it at the moment (laughs) yeah like we went real heavy on ordering a lot of stuff like straight as soon as covid happened and yeah john has been real good with keeping stock coming like at some points it's like we've been the south island shimano warehouse kind of thing we like could. if anyone wants shimano they just ring us so, so come to bikeaholic if you're missing your chain or yeah brake levers you brought some brake levers from you guys the other day yeah it's good yeah we are uh, just constantly back ordering stuff and it's it's hard to keep on top of what you've back ordered mm. without sort of really paying attention but you're making it work jana's onto it so it's good and like i've been going through a lot of parts like chains brake pads rotors everything and we've got them all which is pretty sick it's pretty ideal yeah there's i know i've been waiting on a few bits but it seems like you guys are actually pretty well off every time i come in here you sort me out pretty yep. quick which is good yeah definitely try to keep everyone going as long as well as ourselves like we all want to ride our bike mm. and going back to the bikes so when you got to queenstown was how is your ability of riding? Do you feel like it's changed a lot since you got here, coming from a relatively flat Australian yeah. terrain, and then here, you know, your, your verts like two k's, and you got four hundred meter. Yeah, vert. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I thought, I rode okay there. I was definitely pretty rubbish. Oh yeah. And then now I think I ride okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's definitely got a lot better from just purely riding heaps and riding sick trails like yeah you're always going to get better 
and you're just going to keep searching for something steeper or more fun or rudy or whatever you, you're was, searching for was that always was that where you'd say your discipline lied was more in the, the downhill because they you know the challenge you're about to do is very much uphill, uphill. yeah <laughs> uh, was that was that what you would have drawn to initially in mountain biking the, the cross-country uphill side of things and then you've kind of transitioned into the downhill or is it always i so when i was 19 i bought a downhill bike because i thought that was sick all oh, right yeah and then was a pretender obviously for quite a while thinking i could race and um then i bought like a just a trail bike as a, a fitness bike mm. and what, then it what slowly morphed because uh, trail bikes in the last few years have just become unbelievably good i think it would have been like 2011 12 yeah. maybe what was the trail bike it was a trek fuel ex8 that was an x demo one nice yeah it was like the the trek demo fleet one so it was probably around about that age that the trail bikes were becoming more aggressive and yeah trek had a few of the um santa cruz i feel like trek were actually there was a couple of brands trek was one of them which i thought their bikes were always a bit ahead of the time when it came to the trail bike stuff to to what they are now and then everyone else joined in yeah this one was just like double chain ring and like no dropper or anything at that time they were still pretty new got a reverb for it made it one by and i thought it was the best thing out the dropper that what's i was like asking like bike mechanics these sort of questions what do you reckon is the best component on a bike these days so in terms of like the best um innovation like dropper's got to be up there yeah definitely droppers and one by i reckon not that i'm a mechanic but yeah (laughs) sweet so all right that's one by is pretty good because the drop is like a pretty common one i know like when i you listen to um the downtown podcast you listen yeah. to that one yeah and he yeah. always asks them like if you had 250 bucks yeah. everyone's just like tires yeah and the, but, yeah, i feel like you the can't really buy like the a dropper thing. for that price anymore oh no i wasn't saying about price but it's yeah. like it's a pretty standard thing that yeah, has just changed the way bikes have been what you can do with them yeah like i'd hate riding a bike without a dropper now <laughs> You just be like, this sucks. What's even worse is the last bike I had, it was um, the trail bike was that Nomad with the, it mm-hmm. didn't have a dropper, but all my mates had a dropper post. Yeah. So you've either got to be the guy that just has to quickly stop, put it down, or just learn to ride with your seat, with too your seat high up. or too low. Yeah. <laughs> which, which both is like not ideal, but. No, especially if you would have been so steep. But. Yeah, well the bike was pretty small. So luckily I think that the, the seat didn't come up too high because it was a medium yeah. frame. So even yeah. at its peak, it was still, not too crazy, but yeah. And like a Santa Cruz's medium back then would have been really small. Oh yeah, compared to today's size frames. Yeah, speaking of bikes that changed the game, that Nomad. I don't know what year that was. It was like two thousand eight. That was yeah. bike ahead of its time for sure. Yeah, That's like sick. the Santa Cruz VPP is real good. Mm. Like they haven't changed it that much. Yeah, and you could put coil shocks on those Nomads as well, which yep. is like something like groundbreaking yeah. for a trail bike then they were pretty damn aggressive that one i only got rid of that one like three years ago yeah it's sick um back to you so what bike will you be using for the uh cause what is it is it 8,600 8,848 shit yeah it's a big old day in the office yeah so what are you going to use for that and what's your setup so you got are you clipped in are you flats yes yeah, so i'm clips i've got a transition spire which is 170 mil front and rear 29er it's big dog it's definitely a big heavy bike for a climbing challenge but 
I figure that once I'm super fatigued that I'm going to need all the help I can get on the descents because mm. that's when I'm going to crash. What's uh, So what hill are you going to do this on? I'm doing it up in the Queenstown Bike Park up yep. the access road and it's been pretty soft it's pretty the last couple time. of days. Yeah. yeah, I think the average gradient's like 16.4 degrees or something like that with mm. some real punchy pinches in there. So... And like you say, the trails down aren't exactly a walk in the park. Even the easiest ones, like yeah. if you're flogged. Yeah, definitely. Like hammies, you could go, like you can go so fast on that, that if you a foot offline and you end up in the ditch or something, you when you because how many laps, wreck yourself. How many laps will it have to be as well? Depends what lap I end up doing from the top. Because if it's real wet or the forecast is looking wet, I'll end up doing something a bit lower down, like just off hammies or doing hammies at the top. Yeah. But if it's good weather, I'll um, go up above Squid and do a uh, a cheese trail. Yeah. Do you think you'll try and hit the same lap every time yeah. just to keep it consistent? So to be an official Everest, you have to run the same route oh, okay. every lap. Yeah. So for like road bikes, they have to actually do the same road up and down. Yeah. But mountain bikes being there's one-way trails and that sort of thing, they allow a loop as long as there's no uh, kinetic gain. So you run downhill and you get vertical gain at the end of it. So yep. as long as there's no, nothing of that or they take that and it's just all element out because yeah. it is a climbing challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so... So yeah. the track you've picked is you've got one of the cheeses that'll join. Will you go into Hammies or will you go into Squid from there? I'll do the little bit of Fernhill loop above Hammies because oh, yep. it's pretty much one of my favourite tracks. Mm-hmm. So that's the... Uh, it runs parallel to Hammies yep. down to Midway. Yeah, yep. It's pretty chill, like it's got it's a few roots and rocks and stuff tracking. in and a bit of fun. Yeah. And then it's got that little bump over the tree with the off-camber yeah, roots, which is that bit. pretty fun. Yeah, I reckon lap 20 will be a pretty tough too. Yeah, I might end might up going pushing the low line. <laughs> but yeah, it just all depends what the weather does in the lead up for that top half of the lap. Yeah. Just and then you don't want to be doing something super greasy for 20-something yeah. hours. Yeah, I guess you can drop on to Hammies as an alternative Yeah, if, if the weather's not so good. And then from midway clearing down, you'll be... Uh, Thundergoat, Lower Grundy, the last two jumps on original, and then Thundergoat, Trouser Snake. Yep, back out and then straight and back then, up. Yeah, straight back up. <laughs> what, um, uh, what was I going to ask? So, you, so how many laps in total is it going to be? Is it 21, 22? 21, 22, just... Depending where I get to at the top, so it will actually be. Would you? As long you'll as probably do GPS. slightly more than eh? Yeah. In total, because you, if you're going to complete a full lap, you're yeah. going to actually do slightly more than that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I think it's like twenty point four or something. If I do the cheese loop, so obviously it'll be twenty one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it depends if the GPS signal reads well <laughs> yeah. as well. Like, yeah, it might be. Super overcast and it's not reading that accurately and it ends up being 22 laps. Like, yeah. So just you've been, see what happens. How have you found Because you've been training quite hard for this for a long time. When did you start? Well, initially, yeah. when did this challenge come into your head? When did you think you're going to do this, lock it in and then start training? I've always had a thought like an Everest would be super like hard to do and should be something I'd do one day. But during July, I was like, set this goal initially it was like i'll do twenty thousand meters for the month and then the first few days into the month i was like i'll just bank some thousand meter days it'll be 
sweet because like July school holidays, I was working in a ski rental shop. Ski rentals in school holidays, mental. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, I'll just <laughs> bank a few early early meters and then I'll uh, back it off a bit when it's busy. And then, yeah, got two, three days in and I was like, I've been doing a thousand a day. I'm going to do a thousand a day for the whole month. Yeah. And then uh, I'd say two, three weeks maybe into the month, I was just like, if I'm going to do an Everest, it's going to be now. Like I'm getting all this fitness from smashing up the access road like twice a day. Yeah. I may as well just do it this summer. So that was it. Yeah. Just, you've obviously got quite a bit of time mm. running up the access or riding up the access road. To ponder and think of these yeah. things. Yeah. You, you go to some pretty weird places. <laughs> yeah. It's and like, then, so when did the serious training start for this then after that? I guess basically I was like, I'll have July is a big month. I'll get my, my 30,000 or a K a day done, which ended up being way more. I ended up doing like 50 something thousand, 50, Jesus. 51 with a, like a four and a half thousand day on the end of the month. Yeah. Shit. And I was like, cool, August, I'll have a bit of a chill month, but I'll, I'll just try to maintain a bit of fitness. And then yeah, September big, October chill, November big again yeah i was just like that seems like a logical way so this do it so you didn't some reason did you just like make your own training program for this you didn't look at any yeah like completely (laughs) in the dark like i've got no idea what i'm doing yeah and then obviously once i decided i was doing it sorry there's some pretty mental people in town like obviously ben he's pretty well known for his vertical uh challenges as he was he a bit of an inspiration as well leading into this yeah definitely yeah. like there was quite a few people pedaling in winter that were doing some pretty big numbers so mm. i was just like i was like i want to get in on that like yeah i'll do some vert queenstown is just definitely not good for your self-esteem sometimes i eh? when you look oh, around yeah <laughs> especially when you like you see some like 12 year olds just sending dream and stuff yeah. and you're just like i'm a pretender <laughs> yeah but um yeah so on to the training sorry you uh so that was the physical aspect of it. You just asked for a bit of help from those guys or a bit of insight? Or? Yeah, just like a few bits and pieces here and there. And then like Adam Carlson, the uh, ex-club president, he's a mountain man. That's he's a psychopath. He's savage, yeah. yeah. And had a little bit of a chat to him about a couple of things and just, yeah, picking up little bits and pieces from a few people. Yeah. And obviously did a bit of a Google here and there, but it doesn't really show up that much. Yeah. And your nutrition as well, have you, is that something, have you kept that the same or have you adjusted that to, to suit the training lifestyle? Uh, basically just eating a shitload more than what I was. Yeah. Eating pretty similar to what I was, like I try to eat is it, somewhat healthy. Is it, are you eating more because you're hungry because you're training harder or are you just eating yeah. more consciously because you know your body's going to need that fuel? Both I think, like some days it's two or three like lunch portions throughout the day. Yeah. And then, like, it's big breakfast, pasta for dinner, like, the last five months, which is sort of wearing a bit thin, but... What's the, what's the go-to quick... Just a spag bowl, basically. Spag yeah. bowl, plenty yeah, with, carbs. Yeah, with heaps of veggies and stuff in it, and beans, mushrooms. Are you a vegetarian or are you a meat eater as well? Uh, I do both, like... Oh, so you just everything, you know? Yeah, so sometimes I'll just go vegetarian for a few weeks. Sometimes I want to eat meat. But you're meat. not a strict... No. Nah. No. Nah. No, just start what you are. 
I usually eat vegetarian to eat healthier because I have to put more stuff in it. Mm. Where sometimes you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered. You just like pack yes. a mince, bottle of spaghetti sauce, yeah. and you're done. <laughs> and you're just like, I feel shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too. I just, I'm terrible with food. I just put it in my face, and that's, yeah. that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, and like being single, I hate cooking for just myself. So I just make bulk meals for like the week. Yeah. And just like cook up. A whole heap of lunches and a whole heap of dinner and just have the same food all so week we can also promote that as well so simon single so if there's any girls <laughs> out there that like some of pedals drop into his dms um so the the training the nutrition and then the so did, did you know that when you wanted to do it you did you initially want to do it for yourself or did you know when you were going to do it that you had to put like a reason like a charity behind it or did the charity come second was that like a second thought it was yeah second thought like yeah i wanted to do it for myself but i was like well if i'm gonna do it yeah like mm. i'll find someone that's worthy of fun, like making some money for or raising funds for a cool cause yeah and like making tracks is pretty close to home with the accident i had in 2017 so what was that um so I was in Bright in Victoria, which is like a mountain town that's mm. got a pretty cool trail network there. Um, and just, it's like a huck yeah sort of line, probably a bit smaller and just big OTB on one of the jumps, like not very confident jumper at the best of times, wasn't then either. Yeah. And um, yeah, like 40 Ks. And the last thing I can remember is just coming down super nose heavy and then waking up on the ground. Yeah um yeah so obviously knocked myself out and then it turns out i split the ball on my femur in half what um, the, the into the hip yeah holy yeah God. that was pretty gnarly um i did like a t12 superior facet so like the little wingy bit i chipped that uh, a yeah. bit uh collarbone um does a bit of a brain bleed like a back full of gravel rash that was it was a bit of a shit time. <laughs> full, full body workout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's pretty big recovery from that for sure. Like yeah. three or four months in a wheelchair. Um, had like this like ridiculous plastic back brace on that yeah. was just like yeah, a I've cocoon. Yeah, I've seen a few people in those before, yeah. They're not fun. Mm. And like this in was Australia, in... Australia, a yeah, hot as It well. was in summer that I did it. And yeah, you're just like sitting like aircon blasting just sweating because it's so hot and then how was the how was that recovery back onto the bike you say it was quite how long in total um, was it from crash to riding again from crash to like riding around i think it was july ish so pretty quick yeah when oh, was it crash like it was middle of january generally july so i think it might have even been earlier like as soon as i could walk I was on the bike. Yeah. Because, yeah, I got the okay to weight bear fully on my leg. And I was like, well, when can I ride? And the doctor's just like, you can ride when you can walk. So I was like, sweet, I'm walking tomorrow then. <laughs> that was not the best idea. Like, yeah, that night I was just like, oh, I'm so sore. sore. <laughs> did you, but were you quite com like happy to get back on the bike or did you find there yeah. was a bit of uh, like post-traumatic stress getting back on there? No, like... That was quite surprising as well. Like I, in hospital, like I went to three different hospitals. So I was in Alfred for 10 days, I think. And 
within like two, three days, I'm like, right, I'm going to recover. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get fitter. I'm going to like be or try be a better rider. Mm. And from then on, that was just what drove me through the whole recovery. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Like in a trauma hospital, I was next to like some, like there was a guy that, um, he'd had a hip replacement which is not that gnarly but he yeah. was walking like within a couple of days i'm just like why can't i walk yeah, he can do that yeah i was just like oh so actually found like motivation from that though rather than yeah it being like a, a mental block it was more of a yeah definitely found a positive in it yeah. and just used that to drive the recovery for sure mm. um but like in physio and that you just like whoa like yeah people that have had like massive car accidents and stuff and just basic motor like movements and stuff yeah. like just moving their hands they can't use them anymore and you're yeah. just like holy shit i'm real lucky here fortunate because mm. it's like yeah if i had to broke that vertebrae worse might not be able to walk yeah. if there had been like a bone fragment or something into the femoral artery could have bled out internally like yeah or just hit my head that hard that I don't know what day yeah. it is. Like. I feel like with any crash you have, whether big or small, you're always so fortunate to come out. If you come out without yeah. an injury, you're always so fortunate because you look at how people do get injured and yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, you say the your crash you had was quite significant and quite yeah. gnarly anyway, but sometimes people can get injured from the smallest of Yeah, like tripping over things. a curb or something and they yeah. hit their head the wrong way and... Yeah, well, that's it on the yeah. mountain bike. There's so many objects around you, trees, rocks, whatever, to yeah. hit your head on on yeah. any crash. So or if you like, come out pretty unscathed, yeah, well, you, you just, just count yourself pretty damn lucky. So Yeah, like tuck the front or something and headbutt a tree and you break your neck. Like, yeah. It's not hard to do. And yeah. it's something you obviously know that mm. can happen, but you still, you still you, do you've it. You've got to block it out, yeah. yeah. The, I think the reward, you know, that is it's part of the sport but i think the reward that you get from riding every day whether it being like the social element of meeting good friends the the fitness element of yourself there's so much more reward and that risk at the end of the day like could yeah that could happen crossing the road getting hit by a car so you may yeah, as well definitely. if you're gonna do it you may as well do it it's do something, in yeah. a good way yeah definitely <laughs> yeah and like um the, just the mental side of things from exercising a lot like you just feel good and you mm pretty stoked with life really yeah <laughs> yeah and so going back to the the charity so how did you meet jazza how did so did, so and what's jazza's story sorry so he's he set up the foundation yeah yeah so i met jazza through i saw alan sparks riding one day with jack um Howison, i think it is He's got the like the electric bowhead trike yep. that burns around in the bike park. So they're the ones that they got the two wheels on the front and single yeah. on the back. Yeah, it's and like a they've fat gotten, bike rear wheel with yeah. a pretty punchy motor they on got it. Like an e, well, not an e-bike, but no, a, it's yeah, like a, a gnarly electric, electric motor. motor. Like it goes forty k's or something. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I saw them together, so I messaged Alan. And I'm like, oh, I want to find like a charity to do with this, like something to do with making yeah um, things accessible for other people to ride bikes or just have fun sort of thing and yeah he's like oh try this guy out that was jezza gave him a call and he's just like oh man like this is awesome and yeah he's um doing like a brand relaunch and everything mm. on wednesday as well so 
So Jezza, he he was a pretty gnarly dude himself. Well, he still is now. Yeah, yeah. he he just went on like this gnarly rafting trip the other yeah. week. Like, but he, is he paraplegic? He's tetraplegic. Tetraplegic. So what does that mean? So he has no feeling in like the lower half. Like legs don't do anything. Yeah. His arms do have movement, but no real motor skills in his hands. So yeah. he can yeah obviously do some things. He can push himself around in his chair and obviously he's still pretty he can ride and, yes, with yeah so he's right equipment he's building or getting himself a um a special sort of one that has two levers to operate his because he can't use handlebars because he can't grip them properly yeah um yeah he's i think the left hand levers like go and stop the right hands left and right like but they both oh, push yeah. forward and back so every real strange feeling to to learn that mm because obviously it's very it's different to like operating bars, yeah. anything else in the And how did he was his from an accident as well? I believe it was a canyoning accident. He was yeah. doing like canyoning tours in or trips in somewhere in Europe and yeah. yeah just something went wrong. I'm not not too sure what happened. Yeah, and that was it and yeah, and now he's Even pushing boundaries looser. still. Yeah. Like, goes paragliding he was going to go up today but he said the wind was a bit too gusty and changing he was just like nah it's a bit too gnarly like he's like yeah i've like done stupid shit but that was a bit much yeah i wish i this is why i wish i got you in on such short notice because i wanted to get jezza in as well yeah to hear more because i think it sounds like he's got a pretty cool story to tell yeah he's obviously pushing he's an his, interesting dude like, yeah he's he's cool so so you met him you've you've met him face to face now as well a yeah few times. Yeah, yeah a couple of times now but yeah, when I filmed the little promo video with uh, Jason Beecham, he was in town as well. So I met him for the first time then. And then, yeah, he just popped in down to Queenstown a few times. And he's actually here now until the event. So Yeah, sweet. So he won't have he won't have that uh, bowhead ready for then. So he can't join you for a lap? Maybe. Might, might come it sounds down. like he's, it could be could be going awesome that'll be pretty wicked too uh, yeah and i think jack might be heading up as well so yeah yeah i see him up there all the time yeah. isn't it? it scares the shit out of me yeah he, well, he just, comes up the road so damn fast yeah he wears stuff out <laughs> so quick as yeah. well because he's just up there all the time i was what was i working on the other day oh i was taping the track for crankworks yeah and so this was wednesday when the bike park's closed and i saw him come up the roads so, and it's like the, they're like they're a little loud once they're close to you because of the electric motor so it's like yeah going up the road flat out and then i was like oh there he's doing a couple of laps and crankworks came down armageddon so i was taping armageddon and the next minute i could just hear like yeah and i turned around and he, he's coming down armageddon in the bow are the bowheads or yeah bowhead, bowhead. Yeah. and i was like no and we've changed we changed the bottom of it in winter didn't we so now it's got yeah. that real slick last shoot and there's like that drop just at the, the end mm -hmm. and it between the tight trees and i was like no way is he gonna get down there because so i hung around because i was like i'm gonna have to help him out help in him case out something here. goes wrong yeah, yeah. And, and yeah anyway like he rode it absolutely sweet yeah and then and then yeah and like he must he might have just gone to midway i'm not sure but i was taping he came up again he was just like punching laps of yeah armageddon so that was a bike i can't believe how versatile those yeah. rides are they're unbelievable actually. yeah definitely like he's going down um ants track a few times and shit he actually did like a barrel roll crash and then self-righted it and grabbed the bars again and kept going i was like holy because the front wheels they must be 
only as wide as the handlebars are they so they can still yeah, fit pretty through. much about a meter wide because that's what take. i was like he's he's gonna get stuck between a couple of trees but yeah right i took him down lower grundy the other day yeah and yeah like made through that all right because it's pretty wide through that's there wicked. but like just sends it down the roots and stuff mm. and you're just like this is so sick yeah it's been awesome seeing the innovation in um the adaptive equipment as well yeah. like within skiing and now mountain biking as well there was like martin ashton obviously had his crash a few years ago now yeah. and he was on that was like that biggest it was a bigger seat and it had a similar like electric yeah motor. like a bucket seat on yeah a downhill bike and yeah. then they fixed the cranks but you so can't be strapped on but you're quite reliable on other people's to like get yeah. you in and like then if you fall to get going you're, you're stuck down but these bowhead yeah. bikes like, seem to be like the yeah. ticket you don't even need the bloody gondola either you just yeah. ride on the road <laughs> put you out of job yeah. But yeah, like Martin's got a bowhead as well. Yeah. Aussie um, on them as well now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Like, And I was, what's his name? Sorry, James, is it? That, Jack. Is it? Jack. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that picture of him as well hitting mini dreams so they can jump <laughs> as well. Yeah, Which, like he's hit the wooden jumps at the bottom mm. of mini dream and then he did like the main hip yeah. the other day and come up a bit short and like snapped his rear axle or oh, something. Shit. I was just like, holy i might throw um we'll have to get his instagram handle as well i'll throw that in yeah the description so people can check him out as well because yeah I've like yeah it's been awesome to see him like riding in the bike park and yeah definitely like what what those bike i have totally had my eyes open to what those bikes capable of so that's pretty cool so his handle is jack underscore howitson howitson I'll, I'll i'll put it in the the description as well so just in case so people can yeah. get the spelling right but yeah it's yeah, the videos I've seen of him, so it would be good for more people to be to see what he's doing because it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and like he's just such a stoker. Like he's like all of us that ride normal bikes. Like gets up there, has a ball, and just wants to ride with people. And yeah, it's just sick that he can be part of it. Yeah, definitely. Like, and that and that's what the charity raising money for is all about. Is yeah. just to give these guys that have you know, had unfortunate circumstances, whether it be through a crash or just from how they were born to be yeah. able to join in. Like everyone deserves to have fun and have a bit of downtime or mm. just get the adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Like I won, like you say, I think the biggest aspect to biking is the, the mental side effect, like the positive mental yeah, side effect it has on you. And you, man, we always think how lucky we are to have what we've got. And if that got taken away, I think that'd be so hard. So yeah, to like, have the physical exercise must be so... Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Good. Like, I pretty much only ride bikes. Like, yeah. if I lost that, I'd yeah, would definitely be a bit lost for a while. And with things like this, though, that's becoming like yeah, you almost maybe a bit dangerous. Though you get a bit too loose, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can still just crack on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, that's definitely one way to look at it, anyway. But you're not. So you're raising money for the quads, which are a bit yeah. different setup to the um, the bowhead. To yeah. the bowhead. So are they made in New Zealand? Where are they? Yes. Yeah, so. Jody makes them in Wanaka. Yeah. So he's, yeah, Wanaka-based, and they run, like, 26-inch wheels um, and, like, four shocks on each corner. Like, it's, it's kind of like a, a sort of pretty gnarly, like, four-wheel motorbike without a motor. Yeah. But, yeah. Ah, little... so these aren't um, assisted by anything? Nah. So these ones are purely gravity yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think there is some ideas on making them motorized, so... You can actually get around a bit get easier, around, yeah. not rely on someone if you end up not making it up a hill. Yeah, that is one of the downsides with um, 
the skyline gondolas that we can't actually get them on the gondolas themselves yeah and so we, you have to we put them on that little cargo on the freight one, deck yeah. yeah and we only have one going around and if it's being used for freight then it's the logistics to try and tee everything up is yeah. just like it's not an ideal situation so the the motorized aspect of them seems like a pretty good yeah uh pretty good thing to have yeah and i you think they want to do the motorized ones to be able to go like out to glendale and stuff like that yeah so it's a, a bit less gnarly out there and just a bit more yeah out and about and, and they're a bit wider as well than the, yeah. the bar heads as well so yeah i think they might be like 1.2 ish meters, meters wide yeah. so still get them down most tracks yeah. yeah still reasonably narrow but most you get them down any flow trail though yeah definitely yeah because there's no like most flow trails are built with at least 1.8 whatever it is yeah. that's like yeah you know it's probably similar width yeah with the tracks in so but then being that they're purely gravity fed jumping you obviously can't control your fore and aft yeah in the air so you got to be a bit more careful with jumps and stuff yeah have Whereas, you rode on have you they've, no, they've no, given no, you yeah. the chance will I you might, do you reckon you jump in one if I'm not completely gassed at the end of it, I might have a little roll around on <laughs> do it. You, do your last downhill on the, uh, <laughs> the quad. Oh, well, that that probably be against the rules, though. Yeah, and it wouldn't fit down cheese. So. Oh, true, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty narrow down there in spots. So how can so how can people help if they want to... So we've got... You've got a few sponsors lined up for this as well. Do you know off the top of your head companies that have helped you with... Yeah, there's actually been heaps that have got around it, which is real cool, like um so mon's just come on board they put like 500 vouchers in uh paul at proflow's done some like 525 vouchers for parts service or apparel and ah, a few hats so this and stuff. is so this isn't money towards the charity this is for people to donate so the money is towards the charity yeah. but i wanted to make it more enticing for people to want to donate ah, so right. i'm going to do a raffle yeah. To everyone that enters. Oh, sick! And I, I'd say there's a couple of grand worth of prizes now, yeah. like all up. There's like iFly doing some stuff with some um, like family yeah. tickets. Uh, Shot over jets got a couple of adult passes. Uh, the Shot over canyon swing, yeah. uh, zip trek. There's some Atlas food vouchers. Uh, Wes from like Crimson Badges put in a hoodie. Yeah, like there's just heaps of cool stuff. So and Skyline's even put a 50-run pass and a couple of uh, Gondi and Luge mm. tickets as well. Like, there's some cool stuff. Some prizes. So, so that's for, so anyone that. So, how do people donate? So, there's a few so, posters around town with yeah. a little QR code on it with a dinosaur in it. That's pretty cool. Nice. Um, then on my Instagrams or the event Instagram, so the longest long day, yeah. all just one word. Mm -hmm. um then there's a, a link there yeah and it's just a give a little page chuck your name in there put whatever you want to put in and and you could win for donating you could win way more, more than, than what you, what you yeah. donate <laughs> yeah definitely and then um yeah i'll have some posters up around the place on the day as well if you're out and about or Epic. um are you gonna how long will this be live or will people be able to donate after think, the event as well? Yeah, I think we're gonna extend like it is meant to end on Wednesday, but we might extend it like a week just in case people don't know about it. Yeah. So just yeah. If they learn about the event after the event, then they if they wanted they to donate get stuck and, into it. Yeah, yeah, they can chuck a little bit in. So then say they miss the um the event as well and all that donation, is there a way they can still donate to Jez's 
Charity as well, do you know? Or was that, would that be for him? I don't know, to be yeah. fair. Um, yeah, once the, like, the give a little's closed, I don't actually know. Sweet. Well, I'm sure but there's I, like... Yeah, I dare say it's pretty straightforward. He's a charitable trust, so... Sweet. So, and, and he's called Making Tracks yeah. with an X, so yeah. T-R-A-X instead of T-R-A-C-K. Yeah. So, yeah, should look that up. With um, So, as well with you, has anyone supported you personally leading into this? Yeah, so uh, Mons, like Sandy from Mons in Queenstown, he um, obviously heard about it and he was just like, yeah, if we're going to support you, like, we'll give you some kit as well. So, yeah. yeah, he gave me a couple of kits, which is pretty sick. Sick, yeah, it's good to hear. Some of the uh, their new released stuff, which is cool. Nice. Um, and then, like, Paul from Profo, if I'm riding so much, I obviously need to service my stuff a yeah. lot. And you've got, have you got EXT on your bike? Or yeah. Or just the shop? Yeah, that so one that's in the shop is uh, Matt's spur. Oh, it's not Matt's. Yeah, I drove to work today because I've done my ride this morning. <laughs> yeah, um, four o'clock this morning. Yeah, so I run EXT front and rear. Yeah. And yeah, Paul's the service agent and importer. So yeah, yeah he hooked me up with um, pretty good deal on servicing. Nice. And then since all this has been happening, he uh, put forward me becoming an ambassador for EXT as well. That's it. Which is yeah, just gone through. I'm just waiting for the new shipment for the the V2 fork and um, another shock, so I can run EXT on both my bikes. Awesome. Which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Thing to have. Like, have you got two transitions or what's the yeah? Other bike so yet? I've got the Sentinel still, which I was riding the past bit over a year, and yeah. then the Spire, which you. Using this, what so what day is it? Sorry, is it the twentieth, twenty second, the twenty second December? Yeah, yeah. So Wednesday, a couple of days away. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, last couple of weeks have been going to bed real early and like waking up earlier and earlier because I'm going to start riding at one a.m. or at least try to. Yeah. And then, What's the idea of that is so I potentially don't finish in the dark. <laughs> Well, it's long days now. So you chose that date because that's the, the summer solstice. Yes. Yeah, which is the longest day for us, so hopefully. Yeah, that was the idea. I was like, well, it's the longest daylight day. I may as well um, have a bit more daylight to deal with. Like, if I can only ride in the dark at the start, that'll be good. Yeah. Because, like, during July and September, like, I'd finish work sometime and go for a ride into the dark. Mm. <clears throat> and it just killed my motivation. Like, I'd get to the bottom of the access road and I'm just like... I don't think I want to do it, but just so stubborn with setting myself goals, I just make myself do shit. We could well, and then we'll, are people able to join you on the ride? Yeah, you happy like, for people to come and jump. Yeah, in? so Pete Robinson, local in town, he's gonna do the uh, the dark shift with me. Oh yeah, he's gonna get up early. Yeah, because he's doing God Zone next year, so he wants obviously Psychopath. some some uh, <laughs> some torture for some a bit. Pain. Yeah, he's gonna. Um, help pace me in the morning to not, <laughs> to not go too fast oh really I was like, well Pete's a bit of an animal himself yeah so maybe but like you I, might need someone in front of Pete to pace Pete yeah. To pace you. <laughs> but yeah I've, I've got my my pace pretty good and like I know what feels fast and what feels sustainable yeah which is it's just come from pure repetition and what's what's the total time you're aiming for because this is the bit that I always don't take into account is how long how it's long take. it's actually going to yeah. take and i think of just any task i'd do for even eight hours 
Like an eight-hour shift at work, by the end of the day, you just, you're buggered. Yeah. But you're planning on doing... I, if I can do 50-minute laps, it'll be roughly eight and a half hours, or 18 and a half, sorry. Yeah. Which is pretty long. Yeah. But I don't think I'll be able to sustain 50-minute 50 50 laps. is a pretty good number, especially with yeah. a few food breaks in there. Because like every lap, I'm going to eat at the midway on the way down, mm -hmm. just to break up the descent, because that's when I'll crash or get fatigued. So yeah. yeah, stop midway, have something, eat and like swap out water bottles each lap, maybe yeah. chuck a banana in my pocket and then on the uh, the lap back up sort of from Colpith where it mallows off for a bit, smash a banana there and carry on. Will there be um, a few posters at midway as well for people so yeah, they can follow the QR codes? We're going to have a bit of a, an aid station set up nice. with... Marcus, my housemate, he's going to be my chef for the day. Oh, nice. you got a chef on the yeah. side. Yeah, but I'll probably, or we'll probably pre-cook a lot of food. It'll just be a matter of him sorting things out for me. like Funneling it in you. Yeah, and just like, <laughs> how much did you eat this lap? Did you, did you drink all your water bottle? Like, sort your shit out. Because, <laughs> like, you don't want to eat. Like, a couple of weeks full. ago, I did a bit over a 5,000 meter day just purely to like check hydration, nutrition, that sort of thing. And I wanted to do a 5,000 meter day, just yep. make sure fitness yep. seemed okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was like uh, some form of bar every lap. And then um, I was doing a banana every second lap on the way up and then a bunch of electrolytes and then water bottles just switching out and just seeing how I felt sort of thing. But and then like I just, because I didn't really plan that well that day. I was just like, ah, I'll just have a big day. I'll just chuck some food. Uh, yeah, bought a bunch of stuff the night before, just some lollies and bits and pieces. And I was just like, oh, I'll make a few different sandwiches, like just to change it up. Yeah. So I did like a salami and cheese sandwich. I did a jam sandwich, a Vegemite sandwich. And yeah, just like a bunch of lollies and stuff as well. And it all went pretty well. Like I, I didn't get hungry, which was good. Mm. And I tried to eat every 500 calories burnt or so my watch says yeah which is roughly a lap mm -hmm. and it seems to work okay on point yeah like i didn't finish that 5,000 day hungry yeah and, and how was the, the fatigue level on that day as well that was pretty good like so we're looking good yeah i'm i'm confident but also cautious like of not being overconfident you don't want to pedal too quick yeah and like i've mentally prepared for like it taking 21 22 hours like if it happens in a shorter time awesome but yeah. if it doesn't like i'm not going to beat myself up about it and start trying to sprint laps to catch up like that's the worst thing i could do if i've already dropped it's back it's gonna drain you pretty quick yeah but i do also know i need to keep a decent cadence so my knees don't blow up yeah because <laughs> they get quite sore when i pedal slow yeah i can imagine i think just pedaling for 8,000 meters vert would probably just bugger anyone. Yeah, like <laughs> the day after that 5,000 day, I felt pretty good. Yep. But the next day after, I was like, oh, I'm pretty tired today. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a few days off afterwards and then it's Christmas. So I've got a, a good chunk of days to recover and do the orphan ride Christmas morning as well. And nice. You can't miss that if you live in Queenstown. No. 
Yeah, if anyone hasn't done that as well, Christmas morning, pedal up the access road to the top. Is it 8.30, 9 o'clock? I don't know. I just, no, there's yeah. no official time. Just yeah. get up there somewhere around about 9am and you'll see everyone, I reckon. Yeah, probably 8.30 and then you can't miss it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see us there. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. We've got... It's the 19th today. I'll get this out tonight. 22nd. The longest long day. Yeah. Simon Noble is going to raise money for making tracks. It's going to be sick. Yeah. We've, Donate. Uh, I think we're up at like three and a half, four grand at the moment, which sick. is sick. And yeah. But yeah. Any more would be awesome. Well, there's not a cap on it. So just put as much money as in as you can afford. And yeah. you could win some wicked prizes from the sounds of it as well. So I'll be throwing a bit of money in there. I'm going to be up. I'll try and catch you for a lap as well, I reckon. Yeah, nice. More importantly, I think, join you for a lap because yeah, you're going to see what it's all about. Yeah, and just help motivate me to keep going. Like, I am pretty self-motivated. So. Yeah, i got no doubt in my mind you're going to smash it. I reckon you're going to do another lap just for fun. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe try for that 10,000 meters. Yeah. <laughs> Next minute, you'll be on the... Olympus Mons, what's up? That's the next one. That's Ben Hildred's new. Yeah, it's I don't know if has anyone done that? Yeah, yeah. so I think it's Emma Baitup. Oh yeah. Nelson where she did yeah. it a month or so ago. Which is sick. I has definitely crossed my mind. I, I was can't like, even comprehend doing, <laughs> doing <laughs> that those three days. So. Yeah. Like it has definitely crossed my mind because if I do that I'll probably get a million feet for the year as well. Oh. Well, who knows? But well, let's let's start with this. Yeah. Everest is happening. 22nd. We're going to raise heaps of money for a good cause. Some's yeah. going to be buggered. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. All the Type 2 fun. For all the uh, all that information, follow the description in the, uh, the Spotify link. Thank you, everybody. Ciao.